Alright, November 1st, four games on the NHL schedule tonight, so we'll get into all of those as well as recap our winner last night between the LA Kings Toronto Maple Leafs game. But before we get into that, just a reminder to people that today's show is sponsored by Betstamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. <laughs> My bad. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetSam to do so. BetSam compares odds across every sports book, whether that's games, futures, or player props. You can save time and money by checking BetSam before you bet. So make sure to download the app today or sign up on web if that is how you prefer to do so. If you are looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at betsamp.app slash edgework. That's betsamp.app slash edgework, or click the link in the description. Uh, does help support the show if you sign up using this link. So please, if you are looking to sign up, make sure to do so via that method there. Um, all right, Moretto, just you and I here today. I mean, do you have any thoughts on what's going on with Matt Albert here? Like, just yeah. to shoot on the boys? I mean, he uh, he had a nice dancing emergency. For those for those of you that don't know, he um, Matt, Matt is an ice dancer for the New York Rangers, which means like, you know, between periods he gets out there and is – cute little attire and he does his little ice dance and stuff and um i don't know what an ice dancing emergency entails on a on a wednesday morning but he obviously had uh he obviously had an emergency there and then he told us uh, a ghost pick and i basically told him to fuck off and that was the end of it so he will <laughs> not be getting his ghost pick and uh he is not joining us today uh yeah uh, <laughs> i mean i i thought it might have to do something with like him betting nashville again last night against the canucks or like the city of vancouver coming and knocking down his door or something like that but i mean the ice dancing emergency does uh does make sense there as well there's a plenty of different reasons why this could have uh resulted him and him not being here today but i think they were running I mean, low on glitter for their uniforms and he had to make a run or something i can't I don't, i'm not 100 percent sure that's what it sounded like so anyways okay maybe next well, wednesday <laughs> I'm going to own up to the uh, the Leafs loss last night. We didn't bet on them. We actually get the win here on Edgework. If you did watch, we had one pick yesterday for the two games. And as Moretto and I were talking about before the show, like we only had one pick. There was two games. But if you were here listening to the show, getting the information, you'd know why we had one pick. We were on uh, watch there for the Nashville Predators, maybe Preds, maybe an under, but then we were waiting for Lankanen news. We do get Lankanen, so ultimately uh, Lankanen does not uh, does not allow us to get a bet going there uh, in that Preds game. So that's why we stayed off of that. We do make a bet, no surprise, Matt Russell on the Tuesday show for Kings Tuesdays there. And the Kings ultimately come through. And I mean, as someone who is a Leafs fan who watches every Leafs game, it was the least surprising result ever. You have a pretty good road trip. You come back. You've got this young kid goalie who's playing really hot and lots of pressure on at home here, and the team lays an egg in front of them. Uh, that's kind of what you'd expect out of them, but it's it's something that we've seen them do year in, year out. Like This is nothing new for this Leafs team to end up doing, and for that to be the result, it makes uh, complete sense there last night. I mean, right out of the gate, this Leafs team – Start slow. They it's the one thing too, Moretto, like we've talked about, the Babcock stuff and how he's like a little bit of a dinosaur or whatever. And in Toronto, he's always made fun of for some of his cliches, one of which being uh you gotta start on time. And mm -hmm. it was like it just became annoying to hear all the time of him saying, You gotta start on time, you gotta start on time. But it's entirely true. And this team fails to do so 
constantly. I mean, even look at look at last year in the playoffs, game one against Tampa. You come out and you've got a goal in the back of your net on home ice like 30 seconds into the game. This team does not start on time. You come out last night home uh, at home after this road trip. You should be fired up. Don't start on time. Puts you behind the eight ball. You're fighting the entire rest of the way, and they just never really showed any fight. So it's it's tough from that standpoint. I can't blame goaltending last night. You had a goal go in off of uh, Giordano's yeah, stick from from two feet away from the net. That goes literally from on the ice to top corner of the net. Uh, I believe there's another one that deflected off a defender, and then uh, uh, there was a, point, a screenshot that was like the third goal. Kaliev's um, shot was disgusting too. I mean, I don't know. And I yeah, Kaliev just in that. Yeah, like that's just an incredible shot. So as for what happens there uh, in terms of uh, the Leafs' result last night, not really anything to blame from the goaltenders, but in terms of the team, there's some stuff that needs to be fixed uh, in regards to how they play and in regards to the roster construction. Yeah, I um, as much as I'd love to start the Joseph Walsmere campaign, I don't think last night was a night for it because, yeah, Giordano, like Don Cherry, would be fuming watching that one, you know, get your stick out yeah. of the way, get your stick out of the way. You can't, you know, if you're going to, I mean, if you're going to block the shot, block the shot, you can't be deflecting it on your own net. Um, and then Lilligren just gets roasted by bottom six hero, Trevor, Trevor Moore on the second one. And uh, I mean, Lagasin just loses a puck battle in front of the net to, to Kempe. It was just um, defensively, yeah. they kind of hung well out to dry from what I saw. Again, didn't watch the whole game. Not as, definitely not as in great detail like you did, but uh they're just gonna have to figure out the defense. That's that's basically it. I think that's the that's and you know to Trev Living Trev, Trev Living's credit, he has uh, done that with success for mm-hmm. you know the Flames in the past. So obviously that's kind of up his wheelhouse. So if that's your biggest issue, maybe that's something that he can solve. But I don't know, kind of in a tight cap space uh, spot right now, and it's kind of hard to add like maybe two bodies that they would need on the back end. But again. Someone can do it, maybe he can. And I think if they can fix the back end, they'll be fine. Yeah, I'm holding out, like, look, I'm holding out some faith here because I we've seen Tree Living do it uh, with mm-hmm. the D before. Look at what he did in Calgary, like Zadorov, Hannafin. Um, he was not afraid to move on from Giordano and Brody and brought in other pieces, found Shillington, found, uh, like, Rasmussen like he found these guys or Rasmus Anderson sorry he found these guys uh around to kind of piece together what ended up being a pretty solid decor for a few years there um so I think that if anybody could do it kind of thing with finding these people who could be good fits it would be tree living I don't Mm -hmm. think he's done he didn't really seem satisfied with it by the end of it and truthfully I don't think he's overly happy looking down there and seeing Giordano and Brody two guys that he was willing to just walk away from for nothing yeah. in his time in calgary being yeah. guys who are playing like high-end minutes right now for for the sleeves team so i i don't think he's done but you are right it's not like it's going to be easy to do so that's uh, kind of thoughts on the leafs but i mean you want to like a good testament of how bad the team is defensively at the end of the second period they spent i kid you not over two minutes and 45 seconds straight on defense in their own zone like do you know how hard that is to do? Two minutes and 45 seconds straight without the puck leaving the zone and the Kings just walking around, getting shots, getting the puck back, walking around, get, shot, get shots, get the puck back. The Leafs got booed off the ice at the end of the second period. Two minutes and 45 seconds 
consecutive in the in the defensive that's, zone. That's rough. I was I was shocked. Like it's I was saying, I'm like, holy god! Like yeah, exactly. That's what happens in beer league. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, this is like this feels like a long time. And then they said on the broadcast, so like this is being over two minutes and forty five seconds. Like, all right, that would make sense there. So that ends up going into the result of us winning that LA Kings bet. So we go one and zero on the night. Uh, we do have a bunch of games to get to here tonight, so we'll break all of those down. If you do have questions, please make sure to uh, send away in the chat. Um, <laughs> make sure to send those in the chat as well. Like this uh, stream here. Subscribe to the channel. Turn on notifications if you do enjoy the content. And then that way you don't miss any shows going forward. And I see Connor Hartle here saying, The LA Kings are now 13-7-2 on Tuesdays since the start of last season. Hashtag Kings Tuesdays. <laughs> there you go, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> We've been taking advantage of those. Yeah. So these um, are the stats we need. Yeah, exactly. That's We're gonna have to start tracking the wild one soon. <laughs> yeah. I wild, I'll take no part in. in that. I'm gonna take no part in Wild Tuesdays, but um I think uh I'm not gonna be able to talk Russell out of them. So we're gonna need to start yeah. start a tracker. Uh we'll have might have to also keep track of every time we bet on the Predators and if this starts to go against like this might be one of those things where it's like they have a positive record. Yeah. But just every time we bet on them, it goes the other way. They're gonna finish with fifty wins or they're gonna be like oh and eighteen on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, getting exactly. slaughtered. So we'll keep track of that. Um, actually, before we get into the games here, uh, I'll ask you this because it's going to lead into our first game. The mm -hmm. Sabres uh, on the road taking on the Flyers. RW fan 23 asking, thoughts on Flyers to make the playoffs at 6-1? to one. Any thoughts on that, Moretto, in terms of where that that number? So the Flyers have been legitimately good to start the season. Like, there's, I'm yeah. not taking anything away from them. And, like, you know, leading into the first game, I do actually kind of like them tonight. Um Price is starting to run a bit, but in terms of them to make the playoffs, my biggest hesitation there would be the fact that GM Danny Briere has made it pretty clear that he wants to sell and they're like in the midst of a rebuild and like basically everyone is available. So again, like, does that change if they continue winning at the pace they are right now? And it's like all of a sudden January and you're in the hunt, or is he going to stay the course here and be like, no, like we're not trying to win right now. If we keep winning after selling guys, sure. But like, we're not going to, you know, hold on to guys just so we can make seventh seed, eighth seed, or whatever, and just squeak into the playoffs. I don't well, know. You have to be but... very careful too, because it it can quickly transition or plunge into like Vancouver Canucks territory of the past yes. few years. Yes. And like that's the, that's the worst place you could ever be, where it's like you miss the playoffs by a point or two, then you get some middle of the ground road pick. Maybe you've traded for somebody because you thought this would help. Like that's the worst yeah. place they could be in. Yes, man, the Canucks slander on this show is is rough. Um, but <laughs> but I, I seem to recall the Habs and Leafs doing that for many years too in the early 2000s. Or it was like the drive yeah. for ninth, just consistently finishing like ninth yeah. or tenth spot in the conference and never making the playoffs. And again, you're never able to reload. You're never able to get those high picks. So I do think that Briere will like stick to his guns there. Um, again, six to one isn't a terrible price, but like the East is very competitive, and I do think that. Philly will drop off eventually, whether it's because their play just sort of drops off or because they force their play into dropping off by moving guys like, you know, maybe yeah. Kinesny and uh, maybe Cam Atkinson and, you know, whoever else. Yeah, I kind of anticipate some moves coming. I like, I think for them, this is more one of those situations where it's like, hey, the better that these guys play, the better the value is for them mm -hmm. to actually move yeah. on from them because, like, yeah, I get that the idea of like, hey, maybe making the playoffs is there, but 
I think that reality is the other thing that you have to consider with some of this is okay, yes, anybody can make the playoffs and go on a run. That's for sure. But is this Flyers team right now actually built to be able to go on a run? Like as poor as Florida have played throughout the regular season last year, I would argue that that Florida team is built significantly differently and built in a way that could have playoff success. I don't necessarily know that this Flyers team is ready for that uh, kind of step in their journey right now to just be able to go into the playoffs and go for that. They probably mm -hmm. have that awareness to them. They know what's going on. They know what their plan was going into this. If you can kind of elevate these guys that you might be looking to move on from at the deadline, the better that they play during the season, the more they help you the more value you might be able to get back for them. So I kind of yeah. think that's, that's the direction that they head in. This is, this is also a fairly young team up front. And with a young team, you're going to yeah. have growing pains, right? So, I mean, I think that's, that's, that flip plays into it too, where these guys are playing well right now. But, like, eventually there's going to be, you know, there are going to be highs and lows for this team throughout the season. That's just natural when you have a young team. And that's just, you know, that's just kind of how it is. So I would expect them to drop off a little bit. Six to one, like I'm not dying to bet that because I think what, what what would that price have been before the season, right? You're kind of buying at like the peak here where they're probably like, you know, 12 to one to make the playoffs before the season. You're kind of getting like half of that right now. Um, and it's still realistically like while we're like 10 games in, whatever, it's still a pretty small sample size. Yeah, and you're getting chirped here. I said anybody could go on around in the playoffs and Fry saying anybody, nah, no chance the Preds. We don't need it to go on a run in the playoffs. Just make the playoffs. <laughs> That's it. We don't need a run. Well, one of the teams that we kind of anticipated going into the season in this uh, in the East Division that went, might actually push up into the playoffs and be one of those teams fighting for a spot is the Buffalo Sabres. The Flyers are at home tonight taking on the Sabres here. You see Philly currently sitting minus 105. Buffalo now to plus 100. Before the show, before we'd even come on, I was looking. Uh, this is on Pinnacle there. Uh, I was looking and seeing Buffalo minus 104. So now clearly some money is to come in on the Flyers moving this one out. You see a total of six and a half. Is there any way you might want to get uh, involved in this one here, Moreto? I was looking at expected goalies. I haven't seen uh, any updates, so I don't know if you have, but I was looking at Carter Hart and UPL were mm -hmm. uh, anticipated to go here tonight. With that in mind, uh, is, is there anything that might interest you for a betting perspective in tonight's game? I mean, I I don't know if it'll be UPL or, uh, or Devin Levi. And I mean, if it... Obviously, there's a, a massive difference between the two because UPL hasn't been bad, actually, to be fair, to start the year. But, like, I do think Levi is generally the better goalie. Um, I kind of don't mind an under here if we get a Levi and Hart matchup. So I would be on watch there because I think if you get Hart and Levi, I would play this at under six and a half at plus money. But right now, my I, I like the Flyers. Um, and it's starting to run a little bit. There's only the minus 105 left. But, like... I mean, at minus 110, which is widely available, I'd probably like, I'd play that for a half unit. I think that would be a play for me. Um, and I mean, I did tell him to, to fuck off, but Matt Albert also, uh, I think this is a consensus <laughs> with Matt Albert, who said uh, this is also a bit of a play for him at uh, minus 108, he said. But uh, yeah, so, well, the minus 110 that's that's widely available is yeah. fine. We can do that for a half unit. Um, I think that, uh, look, the Flyers, again, we talked about it there. They're playing really well. Like they're playing very good hockey right now. Carter Hart is playing very good. Um, Carter Hart's confirmed for tonight. So like, I like the spot for them. They're fifty-five percent expected goal share at five on five, and the Sabers are just wildly inconsistent. Obviously, they can come out here and you know play a great game like they did against Colorado. Um, they also kind of dominated New Jersey a couple of games ago. 
but they also have those low end performances that are just where they're just abysmal. And the way Philly's playing right now, they're playing, you know, they're getting consistent offense. Um, they're playing a good team game. I think this is a somewhat short price, and I like getting uh, Philly at home here with the better goalie in that. Okay. Uh, so we locked that in for half unit there. Now, I'm curious. We don't know for sure if you get UPL, if we're going to get Devin Levi. Connor Hurdle saying, I don't think that there's that much of a difference between Levi and UPL. I'm kind of just interested in terms of where you think this line would move to uh, and if there might would be resistance to us here at the minus 110 if it is announced that uh, Levi's in instead of UPL. Yeah, so I mean, I think we've seen, and again, this just depends on how much you're like sticking to your priors and stuff because I think we've seen the market does not like UPL um, and that's yeah. largely because UPL was atrocious last year. Like he was awful and Levi was mm -hmm. actually quite good last year. So again, smaller sample for Levi last year, um, but like he's the got the much higher pedigree and he hasn't had a great start to the season. He hasn't had a bad start to the season, but UPL was just totally awful last year. Um, awful in preseason. He's had a decent start to the year. So I don't know if like whether you're going to, it's only been three games. I don't know if you're going to like take that and put much stock into it. But if you're going back, I prefer to, can, you know, look at a much larger body of work. And if you're looking at the three games this year, plus last season, UPL is a considerable downgrade in my opinion. Yeah. I'll, I'm not going to disagree or, but I'm going to push back a little bit more to question. The Sabres team was a team that we anticipated to be pretty good this season, mm -hmm. or at least to take a step up from where they were last year. Now, obviously, they've struggled to start the season. They are at last in the Atlantic Division right now with a 4-5 and five record. Not even an OT loss, just straight 4-5. and five. Um, Is there any expectation at some point here that this team's going to turn it around, or do you kind of just think that th this is what they are? I mean, you would think like the talent is there, but again, young team, like there's going to be growing pains. Right. So I think we're kind of seeing that right now. We're seeing the growing pains and um, we're maybe when, when Quinn comes back, it, it'll, you know, make a big difference for them too. But like, again, I just think that this is sort of what they are at this point. They're not like you look at their numbers. They're just a, a very average team at five on five. They're sitting just below 50% expected goal share. And it's not like, well, they're due for some positive regression because I mean, maybe, you know, in net they are, because, you know, their save percentage at five on five is fairly low. But I think that's also just a product of like who their goalies are. And they don't have that, you know, high end or above average goaltender right now that can go on a bit of a run for them. And their shooting percentage at five on five is pretty high. So like, it's, I'm not like expecting positive regression there either. So I don't right. like, while you'd think based on talent that this team will do better going forward and you'd expect some sort of turnaround at one point, there's not a lot in their underlying numbers that suggests that it's coming. And I think we saw right. last year with this team, like maybe I, cause I was high on the Sabres coming to the year in our preseason predictions. I did pick them to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think maybe I just bought into the hype a little bit too much because like you expect a leap forward from some of these guys. And I don't know, like last year we saw that they were killing bad teams and every time they faced a good team, they were losing pretty handily. So like maybe they're just not ready to make the jump still. And I think their future is still bright, but like, I don't necessarily have a ton to hang my hat on for this year to be like, yeah, this team will turn it around soon. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, we lock in their half unit on the uh, Flyers money line minus 110 widely available. So half unit there, we will recap all of the picks at the very end, but 
let's move on to another game here. Uh, very interested to see where you're at because I think that we're going to be on the same page. Uh, I have thoughts on where this line is currently sitting at, but that would be the Calgary Flames at home right now to the Dallas Stars. You see Calgary currently sitting at min uh, plus 121, excuse me, Dallas minus 130 on the road here. A total of six. Uh, you see some five and a halfs out there at different books, heavily juiced towards the over on those. Where are you at here with this Dallas-Calgary game and where the line currently sits at? Well, I mean, if you know anything about yeah. me, if it's a day in the week that uh, that ends in Y, I'm going to be on the stars probably. So I like this still. Like, the you know, where the number is right now, I'm fine playing this at, uh, yeah, minus 134 at, at Penny is, is good for me for uh, a full unit. I don't see how you, like, I don't see how you back this Flames team in any capacity right now. No. The wheels have just completely come off. Um, last year was because Sutter. Now Sutter's not there. Now what's the issue? Like, I don't know. I think that there's some just some deep, deep-rooted issues in this locker room right now. I mean, Huberto looks like a shell of his former self. Um, that trade is he looks like horribly. He, he looks like he's pissed off to be there. Yeah. And then it's like you remind yourself that he signed an extension. Like, yeah. it's not like he was, like, four years left on his deal when he got traded there. He got there and si he signed the extension before he even stepped foot in mm -hmm. the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he looks miserable, and it's it's showing in his game. Like, I don't know. There's it, there's nothing worse than, like, just watching a team go through the motions and just, like, night in, night out. It's just, like, so bad. It's so awful to watch. Like, I genuinely feel for Flames fans right now. Because they deserve better than what I mean. Look at this roster, top to bottom. Like they have very talented team. This is absolutely a team that should be competing for top three in the Pacific Division. And mm -hmm. right now, it looks like it's it's about as as bad as it can be to start the season. And you kind of think that it's gonna get worse until it gets better. Like I don't know because right now, I mean, there's no silver lining whatsoever. Like I mean, March and they're finally getting the goaltending. That's the thing that's insane. Yeah. It's like they're finally getting the goaltending that they didn't get at any point last season, which is what kind of sewered them realistically. Um, I mean, maybe Sutter wasn't, you know, say what you want about Sutter off the ice and, you know, the way he kind of is a bit old school and like handling some of the younger players in the media and whatnot. But like, like he's not asking to see pictures of their wives um, on their phones and stuff. I mean, <laughs> they're still like, he draws his line somewhere. He's just yeah. a tough old school coach. And obviously his system was working because they were a great, you know, their underlying metrics last year were fantastic. They just couldn't buy a save. Now they're buying a save, but the team just isn't, is a, you know, is a disaster. So uh, yeah, now you're going up against a stars team that has just been, you know, kind of scorched earth to start the season. They lead the NHL and expected goal share at five on five. They're just below 60%. Um, top to bottom, this team is is fantastic. And yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, anything can happen night in, night out in the NHL, but this would be one of the more surprising results uh, to start the season, in my opinion, if the Flames win here, just because of how the wheels have completely come off. So, and yeah, yeah. I, I see um, Russ in the chat that's Wedgwood watch. I agree with that. I, it doesn't fully change. This is like, you know, you want to obviously bet numbers, not teams. But like right now, you have to factor in, I think, the fact that this is just a mess for the Flames right now. Like no one is enjoying coming to work right there. No one was. Yeah. Like Sean Monaghan, who was, you know, on their team a while ago for a long time, and they paid a first-round pick to get rid of him, now has more points this season in Montreal than Huberto and Kadri combined. That's yeah. That's That's awful. Yeah. 
Well, and I mean, like, to your point, too, even when we're seeing uh, talk about it, like Wedgwood could go either today or tomorrow. I think that makes sense. I think that's probably being accounted for right now in where the price is at. And I still agree with you that this is still definitely a play on Dallas at this point in time because, like, like Rich is saying, like, dumpster fire status in Calgary. It's hard because, yeah, you have to account for a lot of other things here, but even just just watch them. They look uninspired. Like, they don't look like they want to be there. There is a lot of dejection. Uh, you've got guys who are being paid $10 million who are playing, like, $2 million players. You've got you've got just a, a lack of intensity. They're incapable of scoring on a consistent basis. You see a little spurt in, like, one period, and then it's gone. It's like their ability to put up offense over a consistent period of time is just not there right now. And when things are going rough, it's like it doesn't even look like they really care. Like Zadorov is the most outspoken person there, and he's coming out like apologizing to the fans, which even makes sense. But it's like he's coming out and apologizing to the fans for how crappy they're playing at this point in time. It's it's, it's a tough, tough, tough watch right now. Even like listening to some different shows, like sports shows, talk shows, they're talking about maybe this is an opportunity for the Flames here to have to start chipping off some pieces and start to kind of reconstruct before they get into the new arena so that by the time they get into the new arena, like the team's back and good again. But uh, yeah, I think that this is a uh, this is a good spot for Dallas here tonight. So we do play that at a full unit, but... Yeah, yeah, and obviously, Calgary, some big, like if you're fire. They, apparently they're very close with Hannafin and close with Lindholm on like new deals. I mean, if you're those guys, are you kind of reconsidering signing yeah. long term there right now? Because I would be. I mean, the fact that nothing's signed yet, that's got to give you some pause. Like, if I'm watching what's unfolding right now, I'd be like, yeah, maybe I'm not going to commit my, you know, next seven, eight years to here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I mean, for a guy like Lindholm right now, it's not exactly like he's been playing incredibly either. So like his time in Calgary there, it's not like he can go there and demand uh, too much money from, mm -hmm. from uh, who's it, Craig Conroy that's in there right now? Is that who's yeah, the yeah. GM is? Yeah. 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 But um, one other we'll, we'll quick see. note on the Wedgwood Nottinger. Um, I just wanted to confirm. So I was going through last year's schedule too. The Stars almost, and again, this can, it, it can be matchup dependent too, but like the Stars almost exclusively, like a lot of teams do, start their starter in the first half of a backup to back and then you know the second game is when the backup would go and they did that pretty much exclusively with with ottinger last year so hopefully we do get ottinger tonight but again this would be a play for me either way yeah fair enough okay uh moving on here uh we got the uh, next game up on the schedule st louis blues on the road at the Colorado Avalanche tonight, St. Louis out to plus 200, best price available. You see minus 225 on Colorado, a total of six and a half as of right now. Any interest in this game at all here tonight, Moreto? I, I don't know. The Blues, the blues give me <laughs> shivers, man. I send, yeah. They send them right down my spine. I can't, I can't do it with this team. Um, just can't get a good read on them. They're so volatile night to night. Like, they're capable of putting in some unbelievable performances and just completely shitting the bed the next game. So you really don't know what you're going to get from the night tonight, um, not just offensively, but also goaltending wise. Like it's just an absolute, it's a, it's a horror team to back. Like I just, you can't do it. And that's kind of the team you want to take like stabs at for big prices. Cause like, obviously, you know, plus 200 against the abs, like the blues are capable of going in there and playing at, you know, the, the top of their 
you know, potential and leaving Colorado with the win, but I also have no interest in, in doing it. So yeah, for me, just absolutely nothing here. Yeah, this is like one of those ones where I would only look to play St. Louis. I don't even know if I'm there at, with where it's at right now. I just yeah. is like, can't trust this team as of right now. But if it's for, if it's me, like I'm only looking that way. I'm only looking for St. Louis mm-hmm. probably get a little bit further out. But see Jordan Mosel in the chat there. Blues season, baby. There you go. Yeah, no, I I agree with both of you guys. Definitely the only way you'd look here because like they're not a team you want to be laying minus two thirty, minus two fifty against, right? That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that's the problem for me more than anything. It's not like, oh, like I love this number on St. Louis. It's like, do I want to lay 225 best price available here with the Avs like against the Blues here tonight? Probably don't want to lay that with like anybody against the Blues yeah. here over this uh, over this next little stretch until we like figure out what they are and or can get a better read on them or anything. But as of mm-hmm. right now, it's nothing for me. So we'll stay off there. Uh, final game of the night. This is the one. This is the one we've all been waiting for. The two hottest teams in the NHL that everyone anticipated. Yeah, <laughs> kidding on the hottest Western teams Conference NHL, Final but... preview right here. <laughs> yeah, the Anaheim Ducks and the Arizona Coyotes. Anaheim at home here tonight, plus one eighteen. Coyotes minus one thirty, seeing a total of six and a half. What are your thoughts on where this line is at right now? Is this kind of where you expected? I know we made some jokes yesterday about like Coyotes going to be heavily favored here on the road at Anaheim, but. Uh, based on where we wake up and see this line at this morning, uh, is this where you thought it would be? You think maybe you'd get a more expensive price? And do you have any interest in getting involved here? Um, so on the side, I have no interest getting involved at where the price is now because it's it's been. I honestly, I I wasn't super interested at the start either. Like, but like at the minus one twenty ish kind of range where it was available earlier this morning, I could have justified a play on Arizona, but like. I'm still not like dying to lay that with this team on the road. I'm not quite there yet, especially against the Ducks team that started the season well. So yeah, now it's I'm I'm kind of happy that it's been bet up and uh, the Coyotes have taken some money this morning. So now I just don't have to worry about this game at all in terms of the side here. But I don't mind an underplay here. And um, you know, look, we we had two totals on two, on Monday night, and we brought home the over in the Pens game. We lost with the under in this game because. Carsone went, you know, full uh, Austin Matthews there with the hat trick and uh, just an absolute beatdown against the Blackhawks. I don't expect the same offensive output here. We should get Vejmelka for uh, for Arizona and um, Dostal's been really good for the Ducks. Or you know, even if we get Gibson, I'm fine with that too. So I do kind of like the under six and a half here at uh, minus one hundred five um, up to minus one ten. I'm good to uh, I'm good to play that. Okay, we'll lock it in here at minus 108. I see that. That's fairly mm-hmm. available. It's at least like a middle ground of a lot of the numbers that are available. And as always, remember to check out BetStamp before you bet to make sure you're getting the best price on anything that you're betting on, games, futures, and player props, and uh, diff- various different states, different provinces, wherever you are. So make sure to check out the BetStamp app and see if you can get you can get the best price available. But minus 108 on the under 6.5, uh, we'll lock in here for this Coyotes Ducks game. That'll do it for the picks here tonight. Um, any final thoughts for you, Moreto, on tonight's schedule, or uh, or just even how you feeling about your Montreal Canadiens and their hot start to well, the season? Well, I mean, really unlucky not to get the win in Vegas the other night. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> although it did seem like Vegas maybe was sleepwalking through that game and still came away with the win, which is 
a little bit of a kick in the groin when a team can just like walk through a game and, and come up, come out with a win. But uh, Montreal's been playing well. Like they do. I don't know if you, how many people actually stayed up to watch that game against Vegas the other night, but Montreal dominated that game and probably deserved a lot better. Um, yeah, they're not, they're not for real. The Habs are obviously going to drop off. I'm not expecting much from them. My last like closing thought though would be like, what the hell is the NHL doing with the scheduling again? Like, why do we have two yeah, games on a Tuesday and then only four on a Wednesday, like six games in two nights. I don't know. Maybe it's like world series. Uh, has to do with the World Series, and I can see that kind of making sense. But like, this is this is a little bit frustrating to you know. And then we're gonna have like twenty game. Not, I mean, we have a like a full card tomorrow. Like, why can't we space that out a little bit more? And again, I, it's got to be World Series dependent because there, obviously there's an off night tomorrow. But also, like, the schedule was came out like ages ago, so I don't know. That doesn't yeah. necessarily make sense either. So I don't know. They must have had that planned out somewhat, but. Yeah, it's, uh, again, just a bit frustrated that the NHL just has to load up on certain nights. that, And, again, they're loading up tomorrow night when there's Thursday Night Football on, which is, I mean, you're I better know. off competing with the World Series than with Thursday Night Football, no matter how bad the game is. So I know. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. I really, like, oh, man. <laughs> two two games on a Tuesday just doesn't make sense. Yeah, no one hates marketing the NHL more than the NHL. Like, they yeah. just cannot put themselves in a good spot um i see claudio here asking uh has asked a couple times about the overall record of best bets on the season we'll pull up the uh, bet stamp there you can check out our bet stamp and do analysis on all the picks that we've given out throughout this year throughout uh last year as well but you can see here on the right side of the screen this is filtered over the last 30 days uh, which would encompass the entire start of the season so far here over 78 bets given out or through the course of 78 bets given out, I should say, we're up $126, which would be 1.26 units, a 1.6% ROI uh, on the season so far this year. If you want, take a look, you go over to the BetStamp app, you can see our full history. And in there, you can see that, including last year, up 26.2 units with a 434 490 and 13 record. So over a large sample size, the record itself doesn't really matter it's about the uh, units one and the ROI on it on the on the picks given out 2.5 percent ROI there so in terms of the that's last 30 where we're days, in terms of the last 30 days if you were to if you were able to filter out the uh, Matt Albert picks I think we'd be uh, sitting at about a seven percent ROI so you know that's why we didn't let him on the show today <laughs> yeah he's on he's in a timeout if his ghost pick yeah. wins is a ghost pick that you were also on then um <laughs> yeah uh then maybe he can come back but uh yeah we'll see um i see a question here jordan mosel asking zach thoughts on francesco greco's pumpkin i don't know i'm a little bit worried about that i don't know if i want to bring that up on screen here so <laughs> i will look after the show <laughs> yeah a little concern there in terms of what today's picks are recapping here quickly uh, we're currently looking at the Philadelphia Flyers money line minus 110 for a half unit there. The Dallas Stars money line minus 134 for a full unit on that. And then we're going to go to the Coyotes Ducks game under six and a half minus 108 for a full unit there. So that's Flyers money line minus 110, half unit. Dallas Stars money line minus 134, full unit. And the Coyotes Ducks under six and a half minus 108 full unit there oh, i just no. saw the pumpkin 
Should I take a look now? I don't know. You can use your discretion if you want to bring oh, it up. Oh, God. Yeah, no, here. good. <laughs> good. Get, no, no, no. <laughs> I just saw the pumpkin. Oh, man. Scouts. <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave it. If you know where <laughs> I can't, it's just on my screen. I got to get it away. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. All right. Good thing I didn't put that one on the screen. Well, if you did enjoy the show here today, please make sure to hit that like button. Subscribe here to the channel. If you listen on podcast form, as always, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. It does help support the show, help us continue to grow, help us continue to do more content. So thank you to everyone who came out here today. Moretto, thanks for doing this and especially stepping in here with uh, Albert stepping out, and, you know, taking care of all that other stuff that he's got to do, you know, pulling yeah. the shoot on, on us. Didn't want to show up just in case the city of Vancouver was going to be able to locate him, not come knocking on his door, but um, appreciate you doing he, this. I hope he found the glitter he needed. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> well, thank you to everyone who came out here. Look forward to seeing everyone back here tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time for more picks and previews as we will have a full slate. Myself, uh, Moretto, back here again tomorrow, correct? Yeah, so money uh, so needs, needs a day off. Uh, yeah, he's again. traveling to Albert's house. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to... <laughs> get some payback for the for the Canucks slander so um so money will be back on Friday and uh I'll be in there with Russ tomorrow all right sounds good we'll see you then and to everyone in the chat we'll see you guys enjoy your day enjoy the games tonight good luck on your bets let's have a day <laughs>